This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Greetings. Good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families, which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Our reading today is from the Daily Office, and it is Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 48. Now, let us begin our worship together. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, Now as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you, and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of our Lord. Well, once again, greetings and good evening. What did you think about that reading? Wow! Today's reading is from the Gospel according to Matthew. An interesting read. You might say that the book of Matthew is a manual of sorts. A manual connecting the old and the new. Matthew's manual of instruction describes and fleshes out, (laughs) excuse the deliberate pun, personally fleshes out the fulfillment of God's desires, intentions, purpose, and expectations, God's will, as it were, God's resolve. God is bound and determined to reconcile the human race with our gosh-darn free will a gift freely given to us by God, and all that goes with it, 
Is freedom of choice a blessing or curse in disguise? Maybe a bit of both. Aha! Of course, back then there was no New Testament during the time of Jesus. God's will for us was known at that time through the Torah and the prophets. And Matthew was addressing a primarily Jewish audience. But as Matthew points out, God's intentions are ultimately accomplished and realized, fulfilled in the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. And Matthew does all of this in 28 chapters, including the five noteworthy discourses. Each discourse is a collection of teachings covering specific themes. Now, chapters 5 through 7 includes the Sermon on the Mount, as in mountain. It was probably what we would call a hill, rather a diminutive mountain then, located on the Sea of Galilee, which is not a sea at all, but really a lake, a diminutive sea then. In comparison now, the sermon Jesus preaches from that hill by that lake is not at all diminutive, but in fact, awesome, packed full with all kinds of preaching, teaching, lessons in life, beginning with the Beatitudes. Other topics include in what ways we should be the salt and light of the earth. Specific guidance is provided by Jesus covering practical aspects of life, (laughs) like anger management, adultery, divorce, making and keeping oaths. I've said all this because today's reading concludes chapter 5 and covers very significant, interrelated, overarching guiding principles that are compelling. There are two of them, retaliation and love for the enemy. Jesus starts out each lesson by making inference to the Old Testament and social custom of that day by saying, You have heard that it was said. Jesus presents a new, alternative way of thinking and behavior to be who God intends us to be. Radical then and radical even today. In the first part, Jesus implores us, implores us to refrain from retaliation. Jesus says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. Jesus is referring to the law of retaliation which called for punishment to fit the crime. That is to say, the punishment should be the same as the crime committed. You know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, tit for tat. This was with the good intention to control unlimited, runaway, retaliatory, good old-fashioned revenge. Do not play God, we learn in the Old Testament. Furthermore, Jesus the Christ, God incarnate, incarnates, embodies 
evil outright. That's sort of hard for me to get my head around, but evil belongs to God to do with as God pleases. The inbreaking reign of God in the person of Jesus encompasses evil and evil actions, and actually owning it by embracing it, embraces it in love, squeezing, as I like to think of it, squeezing the life out of it, I would imagine. God's love not only endures, but prevails. And instead of just being passive, passively resisting evil, Jesus calls us to be proactive by taking positive action, by action or sometimes, if need be, inaction, but in the interest of the aggressor. And by doing that, denying selfish interests by not pursuing them, action for the good and needs of the other while surrendering our own rights. Now, Jesus presents four very specific examples of this. If you are struck on your cheek, the right one, Matthew elaborates, then turn the other one also, the left one, to the aggressor. Now, in thinking about this, if a person is struck on the right cheek, a right-handed aggressor would be giving a backhanded blow. So, it would seem to be more of an insult in that case rather than physical injury. Then if the other cheek is then turned as Jesus commands one to do, that person is placing themselves completely at the mercy of the aggressor to receive a frontal blow stronger than just a backhand. So what do you make of it? Is Jesus serious? Or is he trying to make a point by exaggeration? In the second example, if an adversary sues you for your coat, Jesus implores us to not only willingly lose one's shirt, so to speak, but also to offer up one's cloak as well. Now, in those days, the cloak was a toga-like outer garment, a real necessity in life, which actually could not be legally taken away according to the Old Testament rules and regulations. So, we are once again to go the extra mile by voluntarily giving it up, as well only to suffer the humility of standing there stark naked in a public place after giving up all of our clothes. Is Jesus again making a point by exaggerating? And the point is, is it not a matter of being comfortable and secure enough in God's acceptance and love, even to the extent of being totally exposed and vulnerable, letting go, letting God, by foregoing, insisting on one's rights, legal or otherwise, but instead to sacrificially empower another, fulfilling their needs and wants. And Jesus is not asking us to do something that he did not do for us. 
There is no greater gift than to lose one's life for a friend. Now, what in the world is Jesus talking about in the third example? Well, it was the Roman practice to allow their soldiers and government officials to draft the services of the citizens of the occupied country, compelling them to provide directions and also to carry their equipment a certain distance. And Jesus mentions that if it is a mile, then do it for two miles and with smiles. This reminds me of that expression of going a mile in someone else's shoes. Jesus says, well, make it two or even more. Jesus then wraps it up by commanding us to give to everyone who begs and to refuse no one asking for a loan. Jesus weaves together all that he has said with a common thread, one with a special twist. Jesus refers first to the Old Testament command to love one's neighbor, which is specifically mentioned in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Jesus expands the meaning of neighbor from just those who are immediate neighbors like fellow Israelites or family or friends to mean anyone who needs you, anyone who needs you, including outsiders, others, those who do not belong to, quote, the club, the other, from wherever, transcending boundaries and walls of being insiders like your business associates, your kin, your people, your neighbor, to expand our envelope of possibility to beyond what is ours, including even Gentiles, for goodness sake, even enemies. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, Jesus says. One last thing. It is a stumbling block to me when I read that last line of today's reading with Jesus saying, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. How is that going to happen, I'd like to know. Well, the commentary I read says that the Hebrew word used in the Old Testament is tamim, that's T-A-M-I-M, which means wholeness. Accordingly, to be perfect really means to love and serve God wholeheartedly, or in other words, to be pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I take real comfort in that. Amen. And now a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light to revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us now say together the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now the collect for the day. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Now let us take some time, pausing our worship together, if you'd like to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, and in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. Let us pray the Collect for the Human Family, which is on page 815 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all nations, all peoples of the earth, the one human family may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray now the colic for the social order and social justice. It can be found on page 823. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart and especially the hearts of the people of this land that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatreds cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray the concluding collect, which is on page 139 of the prayer book. Page 139. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and a day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus. Amen.